Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Daryl from Holy Rad Studio coming at you live from our Soho location. And welcome to Fish Out of Water, a monthly podcast where we created a popular demand to give some insight on the behind the scenes life here of running this company and uh, being a part of the incredible community. Um, we hope to shine a light on some really interesting things, not only about the people like these lovely ladies here, about what we do, but also about um, to explore some curiosities and to point some questions on some things that we encounter um, from our members, from our clients, and more. So today, our wonderful guest mm. for our third episode is Saskia! <laughs> um, Saskia <laughs> is an incredible human being. Um, I wish I could be like her when I grow up. Me too. Um, <laughs> I've known Saskia for about 20 years. And I have a privilege to call her my family. Mm. Um, growing up, I think, as third culture kids, we don't always get the privilege of actually building relationships with our blood family. Mm. And so um, as a result of our parents' very close relationship, I'm very fortunate to have you in my life. And so today, we're going to give a little bit of insight on how wonderful you are. <laughs> um, so I also have my co-host here, Elena Franco, hey, head hey. of research and development. Um, and uh, as well as Saskia, you're another host that we're also interviewing. <laughs> so um, third time's a charm, right? So um, yeah, why don't we jump right in? Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at the company? Uh, well, hi, I'm Saskia. I'm the content and operations director at Holy Red Studio. Yes, you are. Um, I've been working here for about three years. Oh my God. It has <laughs> been about three <laughs> years, right? I, I don't know. I, time is crazy. I became an intern when I... What year are you in I school? I just turned 20. Yeah. So 2017? Three years. It's coming up on three years. Was that yeah. 2017? Yeah. 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 Um, and I, like Daryl said, I've known her, um, you know, for about 20 years. But uh, when I moved back to the UK, I didn't see you for about a decade. 10 years. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to New York because I got into Tish for film and TV. And um, in my second year, I had to create a documentary, for yeah. a documentary class. Yeah. And I said, I want to make it on Daryl because yeah. she's running this studio and um, it's doing really incredible things. And um, I came in mm -hmm. at the Clinton Hill location. Yeah. So she just opened up the Clinton Hill location. Um, and I came in to tell you that I wanted to do a documentary yeah. on, on you and what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And there were two chairs in the office we were and <laughs> I think just Elna, you know what's funny you were there do you remember do you I remember do, me coming in and you ordered seamless to the wrong location oh my god that that's when so I came dramatic. in that's when I came snowing. in yeah. yeah and it was and snowing, I yeah. like used this whiteboard to like flush out yeah. this like law it was yeah. like whatever I was in some like law, law class. class yeah yeah and I, I sat on the floor <laughs> and Daryl so drew out Elena's still upset about her fucking bagel. Oh my god! You I, live it, here now. It's if fine. If you knew in that moment that the, the wow. three of us would be running the company, um, that's, that's a moment. Right yeah, now. and Daryl got Daryl drew the the business model on the whiteboard for me, and I said I want to center the documentary around that. Mm -hmm. um, long story short, I knew I fell in love with Holy Rad because I filmed. I think it was forty. 20, between 20 and 40 hours. I mean, it could, it, it's Okay, you guys, she was supposed to make a <laughs> documentary that was supposed to be how many minutes? Less than 10. Yeah, <laughs> and she got 40 hours of footage. I think that maybe she just didn't want to go to class. I didn't want to go to <laughs> class. I wanted to be at Holy Red all the time. Um, I made the documentary. I started interning. Um, Daryl asked me what 
I actually would want to do as an intern. I remember mm -hmm. loving that question. Um, I wasn't told what to do, and I said, you guys need more video content. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where it started. And then you offered me equity in the company when I was still at school, and I said, okay, but I have to graduate first. Then I had a mental breakdown, and then I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There's lots of juicy tidbits in there. We are like skipping way over so Rewind. much. So um, yeah, why don't you ask yeah. some questions? Yeah. yeah. So got? like, from the moment that you were like, "Oh my God, I love this place," mm -hmm. like, leading up to I'm dropping out of college. Yeah. Because like that is a big. Well, you were at Tisch, yeah. right? You were I at was the at same Tisch. University that I went I to. was at Tisch for film and TV, and I had a lot of issues with the program. But mm -hmm. I didn't understand what the issues were until I started um, freelancing through Holy Rad's production company. Mm -hmm. um, until I started freelancing at the same time as going to my classes, yeah. and that was a really weird. Um, I guess not. Limbo is kind of the word for it. A weird limbo to be in yeah. because you're experiencing the real world and mm. monetizing your craft and then you're also going to school for it at mm -hmm. the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was really difficult to work really hard as a freelancer on location, you know, learning how to use a camera, taking jobs that I was not prepared for, learning on my feet, and then sitting in a class that was sort of telling me that I needed all this money to be successful mm. and I, the it's two just weren't lining up. Yeah. And I remember texting you a lot during those classes and saying, <laughs> What am I doing here? But also what was scary was that all of the tools that I needed to monetize my yep. craft that I was going to school for, um, I was not being provided with. And I knew that, and I was very fortunate to learn that because I was freelancing whilst being at school. Yeah. And I think what is scary is that most people don't realize it, re realize it until they've graduated. Mm -hmm. um, and so, when I dropped out, I had a lot of skills under my belt, and I knew what an invoice was. And well, knew, let's not know. hold on, hold on, hold on. We're skipping over some, <laughs> something that I think is really important. And I, you know, as long as we're allowed, like the whole point of this, right, is to like give some intimacy and mm. some uh, vulnerability here, right? Because that's where all the juicy tidbits are. So, I want us to talk about the most important point in this story, and and, and that was the very vivid memory of you coming in. Yeah. in the middle of this breakdown and sitting with me and asking me asking me permission if you could drop out. Which I, I, I say it that way because it was that way. I, I had been... I remember uh, a friend of mine, Dylan, actually saying to me six months before that moment, I don't understand why you're coming back to NYU. Wow, um, I did not know that. Yeah. And um, I said, because I, because I have to, because, yeah. you know, my family has spent money should, on should, this. Should, and, should. and there were, you know, a couple different family members and non-related non family members who were, who like, not blood-related, who were contributing. So there was a lot of pressure yeah. um, to finish. But, you know, I remember my mom asking me, actually, um, once I did drop out, um, she said to me, why didn't you tell me you weren't enjoying yourself? And mm. I'd been told by a lot of deans also to take a year off. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, the thing is, is you're so miserable that you just want to get it over with as well. So yeah. um, there were I loads of people that. telling me that I didn't want to be there and I just couldn't hear it because of the amount of money that you're spending mm. and the pressure on getting that piece of paper because yeah. of how much money you've spent. But well, already have spent. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I mean, that's the thing. I had a year to go when I dropped out. And I, that even someone the other day said, whoa, why didn't you just finish that year? You know? What and was the moment like when you like made that decision? Like, where were you when you were like, actually, it's kind of like the moment when you came into my apartment and I was like, I actually yeah. don't ever fucking take the bar like again. Like, I don't want to even any, like, I don't yeah. have to do anything 
remotely close to that. So why am I working so hard in this thing for this thing that I don't even want? Mm. Yeah, I I had a really gruesome um, breakdown that like my sister witnessed as well, and that was tough for our relationship. But mm. I I couldn't get out of bed for like a week, mm. and then I had the break the really sort of the peak of the breakdown, and mm. then. Um, I went into Holy Rad the next day and I sat with Daryl and I said, you know, what what do I do? Because I don't want to go back. Yeah. And I remember you asking me, do you feel like you've learned everything that you possibly could? And the this kind of leads me on to what mm. was tough about Tish was that, yes, I felt like I had because I had completed all of my film credits mm-hmm. and I went to do film. I didn't mm-hmm. go to do French. I didn't go to do gen eds. I didn't go to do those classes. I was I wanted to spend that money because of the film program. Mm. And mm. I had completed all of my credits. And it's a good program. It's a good program yeah. and I had good classes and I... You know, I I will say that I learned very... Um, not very... I don't think this is very differently, but I, I learned... Um, I learn on my feet. Mm. I don't learn by sitting in a class and sort of looking at a PowerPoint. Mm. And I remember us being walked through in a class a PowerPoint on a camera and shooting and cinematography, and I didn't take a single note. I was bored out of my mind. Mm. And now, you know, cinematography is one of my skills, but it's because I, you put a camera into my hands and just said, just try, just do it. Just mm. actually do it and work on your feet until... You have mastered it. And also YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and YouTube. And, you know, all of these new resources are really incredible. And I just felt like I didn't, I, I did sort of exhausted um, all, all of the knowledge that I could gain from yeah. there. And I, I was starting, I was struggling to be judged on um, my GPA when I was working harder than anyone else. Mm. Um, I was... ADing a set every single weekend yep. for six weeks, yep. back to back. I was working 40 hours a week at Holy Rad, and yep. I was going to my classes. She was pushing those credits to the Which limit for internships. Which like 16 credits. <laughs> yeah. So I, I irritated my sciatica, which apparently was due to me doing too much. I, you know, had a, I was taking about three painkillers an hour for my chronic pain in oh. my collarbone mm. to the point where I got so scared of how much I was damaging my liver that I, I took a trip back to the UK in January to ask for like better treatment because I was popping painkillers and I was so it, it's easy <laughs> to say that like it all of these signs were pointing at this is not worth it yeah. but for some reason that voice that same voice that told Elena to take the bar and that same voice that I think everybody has in their own way that says but you're supposed to yeah. and I think it's kind of safer if even though there's no other sign in your immediate surroundings and your actual experience that's telling you that it's a good idea, you know? And, um, you know, that's kind of why I said it the way that I did. You came to me to talk with me about, oh, you know, if I were to drop out, what were to happen? And for me, it always felt strange because it it, it felt like you were asking me permission, Mm -hmm. right? And it Mm -hmm. felt in that way because, you know, I didn't drop out of school. I, I, I finished class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a good person to talk with about that for mm-hmm. sure because I went to the same college within the university, but our experience was were vastly different and our mm-hmm. majors are vastly different and they're not in- interconnected in any way despite sharing anyway. the building yeah. and being one floor away from each other and kind of being in the same exact mm-hmm. craft. Anyways, so when you asked me, you know, am I going to miss out on anything? What I told you was, actually true nobody to date has asked me 
where I went to school I or looked for proof that was, in order for me to get a job. That Whoa. was a scary realization. And it also a scary mm. realization because I, I was working outside of NYU and freelancing and no one ever asked me my age. No one ever asked me where I went to school, if I graduated, if I had a degree, anything. And I, I remember telling my parents that as well. Mm. And it's, it's, it's actually something Kamal said to me, um, who's a dear friend, and he said, I think that parents, the getting a degree is like a universal mm. badge for parents. Yeah. It's still something that all parents can be proud of and understand. Mm. Whereas, and he said, if I turn to my mom and I say, my song got ADK streams on Spotify. Spotify. She's which like, is which, really yeah, impressive, which, by you the know, way. In a week or whatever. And she's like, that's great, but you know, I'm so proud you got a degree. And it's, it's trying to educate your parents in, in the new sort of the what success is today, basically. And, and well-intended parents, parents yeah. who love you and want you to succeed but do not have the understanding and are, are able to translate. Mm-hmm. Are grounded in what the actual economy is today and yeah. the actual reality, which yeah. is that piece of paper may maybe get you in the door, mm-hmm. but can you actually execute the skills that you well, did? Well, in the which 90s, it did, do, it did yeah. do that. It did, exactly. exactly. But today but it's about can you execute the skill, but no one's actually telling you how to execute the skill. They're giving you the philosophy yeah. in class or the PowerPoint yeah. of how a camera works, yeah. but like you And you know, more. exactly. And yeah. I think the, the reason I want to teach a class on pricing yourself mm. as a freelancer is because of the amount of... Um, importance uh, in in sort of understanding your self-worth mm. to Ooh. be able to price yourself. And oh, deeply, that deeply needs emotional. to be a class at Tish because you you can't quite, it's something I remember Kamal mm. saying as well, most of my conversations happened with him, but mm. shout out to Kamal. Yeah, shout out to Kamal when he charged a client less because I'm outing him right now, shit. But he charged a client less because it took him less time to do something because of all the years that he'd put into training himself mm-hmm. in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And I said, why would you charge less based on that? Isn't getting it done faster more valuable to your customer? Exactly. And isn't the fact that you are that skilled in, yeah. f- in Photoshop the reason you should be charging more? And it was these kind of dots that... No one coming out of Tish was were, was connecting, Mm-mm. and a lot of different issues. Like a uh, person, uh, a friend of mine who became um, an employee, and then suddenly saw his skills on an invoice for a freelancer in his field, and going, "Oh my God, mm. I'm getting paid!" You know, and pennies on the dollar. Yeah, yeah. And um, and also it was my dad and I riding the subway. It was after um. You know, my class had had graduated, mm. and my dad was visiting me, mm. and we ran into a friend of uh, an old friend on the subway, and she said, "I still don't have a job. I'm still working at Tish." And my dad actually said that this was inspiring him to like want to go into the education system because of how little students are being informed yeah. on monetizing their craft and going from university to the job market, which is so hard to enter right now. And I'm watching. Mm. Kamau. <laughs> I'm watching Kamau try and get a nine to five because it's, you know, secure mm-hmm. and and steady income in his field of work, which is videography, which is editing, which is creative. Mm-hmm. And there is not a market for that anymore. Mm-hmm. It is freelance. Yeah. If you actually look at the data, which says that about, I don't know, almost 50 percent of the entire nation is freelance. But in New York in particular, it's probably even higher. Yeah. Don't know how accurate the data if collection is. If you include part time, I mean, yeah, it's high. It's, it's high. Really it's really high. high. But, you know, a majority of those freelancers are doing what? 
they're in production. Exactly. So it's very hard to give that sort of satisfaction yeah. of your parents and the people that you want to mm -hmm. make proud with mm -hmm. the stability when they don't mm -hmm. understand that the market is mm -hmm. changing and the education system has not caught up mm -hmm. to that changing market, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I think what's really powerful here is that it's not that education wasn't important. It was. Yeah. But you gave yourself permission to take all of the facts, mm -hmm. look at the statement that says you're supposed to get a degree mm -hmm. and say, mm, it's not true for me. Yeah. And again, what Elena did, which was so powerful, she said, change my mind. I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. In yeah. fact, the more polite thing to do for the people that are empowering you and putting you in a position where you're able to do school, you know, the family members that contribute to your, your tuition, yeah. right? I mean, members, plural, yeah. um, and, that's a, and that's a luxury, um, is uh, it, the best thing for you to do is to actually say, listen, mm -hmm. you don't need to spend $25,000 mm -hmm. a year mm -hmm. for me to get a French credit for me to graduate. I'm fluent in French, and mm -hmm. it's not going to help me yeah. make a living and make yeah. a difference. Yeah. So um, what is really cool, I think, about all three of our stories here is that we're able, we're in completely different worlds, yeah. really. Every individual person has a unique story mm -hmm. and a unique experience. And to say that they're all the same is a little reductive, mm -hmm. but we can connect some certain dots. Mm -hmm. And I think if we were to boil it down, what is the thing that gets all, what's the magnet that brings mm -hmm. all the three of us together mm -hmm. and then also the other people within our community who want to mm -hmm. come here? Mm -hmm. And it's to say, you have the permission to do what you want. Yeah. You can do what you want and you can Come make a living. exactly mm -hmm. as you are, right? Mm -hmm. Because your experience of going to school, it's like everything I've done, I don't regret it. I don't regret going to no. law school or even trying yeah. to take the bar. Going to NYU brought me to Holy Red. Exactly, so, exactly. You know, I'm and very it's thankful what you're for that. doing yeah. with that. Yeah, right? you have the power of yeah. choice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And when something is just told to you over and over, over again about that's what you do, but that's mm -hmm. what you do, that's mm -hmm. what you do, mm -hmm. it creates an illusion that it's not still a choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also, I think, the reason for why we're so adamant about and proud about being a media company. Mm -hmm. You know, we create stories, we mm -hmm. share stories. And it's part of the reason why this podcast is so important is because I want people, I want if even one person somewhere in the world is in the middle of a similar struggle, they can go, wow, all right, well, I didn't realize that was even a possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's truly mm. it it's i mean it's so it's so satisfying it's mm. so wonderful to mm. see yeah. um but so let's cut back a little bit to how you got here right because mm -hmm. that story is definitely a huge part of how mm -hmm. you got here but now we're three years later mm -hmm. you know what have you accomplished and 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 what are you excited about the work that you've done mm -hmm. you know i mean i think i i never thought that i'd be running a business yeah which um is quite huge and you know, there's like, I think, um, I mean, it's probably, it's about one student in Tish that gets accepted into the um, dual uh, degree of business and film. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's that really, existed. really competitive. And, you know, there's a really long process for it. And I didn't I didn't even apply for it because I just didn't think that that's for the direction. That, yeah, that's yeah. the direction that I'd be going in until I realized that the the freedom in being your own boss and the freedom in mm. creating your own job and that's what's also so exciting about entrepreneurship is you are creating mm -hmm. your own job yeah. you're creating you know your own operations your own goals your own schedule your own project management everything and I had so much fun doing that mm. but it's mm. also not something it's not a course that you can find yeah um, but also you know something that I think 
I struggled with was when I was 15 and I was asked what I wanted to do mm. at yeah. university. Mm. And in the UK, it's actually a lot more limited. I know they're expanding it now, but when I was 15, it's like you're taking four subjects at A-level. So yeah. one of those four subjects is what you're going to be studying for okay. four years. We don't have a liberal arts course. Okay. Okay. So it was either French, psychology, history, or art. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, at least art was one of them. Yeah. But art, I said to them, okay, I want to do film. Yeah. And my art teacher called in a meeting between um, my head of year and my mom saying she's not going to get into NYU. She's not good enough in film. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. You know that, that, Love the that British way of really supporting your students and yeah. uh, wow. having faith in them is just not... I mean, it's also British mentality. You don't think that you're the best. Yeah. You know? And I remember also having to to apply to American universities and someone who was helping me saying, no, you're the best thing that's ever happened. You have nowhere that's to the improve. American way, and I was like, like what? what? No, that's not me. You know, and I, uh, our head of year who was American was actually rewriting my um, teacher's uh, recommendation letters because where they'd say, well, you know, Saskia could improve in this. She'd be like, nope, nope. She's incredible at everything. And it, and it got me in, which was really exciting. But I, Mm. I did film because my mom said she wouldn't pay for photography. <laughs> and, um, and so I found a film course that was, I mean, absolutely incredible. It cost 10 pounds for six weeks. Wasn't it like of a intense. flyer that you saw yes. at a bus stop yes. or something yes. like that? And it was 10 pounds for six weeks of intense film course. Wow. And I remember talking to a freelancer for the first mm. time. I didn't even know what a freelancer was. You gotta find that those people. I know. Gotta thank I them. know. And he he explained what yeah. it was to kind of have his own schedule mm. and everything. And that's you know where I did see an intersection between running a business and just being a freelancer. Mm. And I've even tried to explain that to um, friends of mine, where mm. I've said that I think people aspire to be a freelancer because. It's the dream to work, you know, two days out of the month and then do nothing the rest of the time. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're going to reach that point where you do get those two huge clients a month and then you're traveling and you're having and you're doing your own passion mm -hmm. projects, you have to actually run yourself like a nine to five for a couple of years yeah. before you can get to that point. And mm. I think that's where people struggle the most is totally as a freelancer. It's like, why aren't these jobs coming here? You know, and my mom even yeah. said to me recently, she said, what's it like being a freelancer? And I said, it's it's as if on the first of the month at sort of a, a timer goes off, you have 30 days to make your rent, mm. and then on the 30th day, you drain your account and you drain all the money that you've made, and then the timer goes off again mm -hmm. the next day, and you live like that. And so I understand why people go for nine to fives that are, you know, more secure. But Yeah, and trade off, yeah. Exactly, but something that I've seen, I think, three times in the past couple months happening to our members is that they are going into a creative nine to five, right? Which are hard to come by now and, and people really want that stability. Yeah. But the amount of work that they are doing mm. and you think about how much money they could make if they were paid as a freelancer. Paid as their own business, right? Paid because as their own, okay, an LLC, whatever. Yeah. You know, paid as their own business. Yeah. And that actually what sort of these companies are doing is giving you that stability, mm. giving you, you know, I'm, healthcare is included too. Like, But also you guys, <laughs> that's literally what happened to me. Let's yeah. cut back to episode yeah. one. I got a job at a, at, as the head photographer of a Y Combinator backed mm -hmm. cr fashion mm -hmm. platform. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, first of all, I, just Google Y Combinator. It's huge angel yeah. investment for it. It was a big yeah. deal. Right. But the trade-off was 
oh, I'm going to take this job and then I'm going to have all this extra time to, you know, to pursue the things exactly. that I actually yeah. care about, right? Nope. No time. There was no time. Was no they time. take your time for that. You are paying yeah. your time for that quote-unquote mm. stability. And guess what? I didn't even own any of the content. To this day, yeah. I cannot show that work in my portfolio as an example of my capabilities. Mm. 100%. And, you know, but, and what's scary as well is going back to one of the examples and the people I'm thinking about that this happened to is the two people who were running his company are pocketing his freelance prices. Like, they're an agency. So his job is actually being priced correctly when they charge the client. Mm -hmm. But what he gets paid out is his salary. It's like, if you want stability, you have to take a, a lower cut. And exactly. I think, you know, I... I, I I think that there's something really powerful about your story, Saskia, because you're right. You were given an insider sort of trade opportunity mm -hmm. to call the bullshit, mm -hmm. you know? And it's not pointing a finger at any particular institution yeah. or particular mm -hmm. person. What we're saying here is, hey, we're noticing a problem. Mm -hmm. Let's actually mm -hmm. fix it, mm -hmm. you know? But I think also the problem is, is people aren't even aware of the problem because... It's too late by the time it's, they It's realize. too late, exactly. And yeah. in school where, you know, not that everyone goes there, but it would be a good place for people to be educated about these things, to be told to look out for these things, to just understand what it is to monetize yourself outside of a corporate structure. The employee, corporate structure. employee relationship, you don't understand. It's like only lawyers can be lawyers. Yeah. yeah. There's no other thing. No, yeah. It, Let's break down a little labor law here. While yeah, we have I the mean, expert. like, that's, I think, the irony is that we are trained to become the workforce, to be the labor. When in reality, it's just somebody else who is just smart enough, or not smart enough, who just was whatever enough to come up with the concept, execute it, and then hire out because they understand that. Well, like, hire somebody else to hire it out. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I want to actually bring this full circle because I think we're getting really close to one of the major pillars of our purpose Huge. of our company, yeah. which is that from day one, when yeah. we enter into education, it's about what? Arrive on time for the bus so you'll miss mm -hmm. it. Yep. Ding, time's up, mm -hmm. right? S sit forward, look straight, listen mm. to this person, copy it right back. Yep. What, are be, we're be, what are we being mm. trained for, right? Mm -hmm. We are being trained to be a worker, a factory worker, an yep. employee, all mm -hmm. the way up to an MBA. You get an MBA not to start your own business, but become a better employee for some yep. other large corporation. Corporation, Corporations exactly. will pay you to get educated and pay for your education to get an MBA. Why? Because you're learning how to be a better employee. Mm -hmm. And so what's exactly. really hard and what we're trying to do at Holy Rad, right, is to say, listen, you want the freedom of being a frelancer. This dream, right, mm -hmm. of being able to, you, you dictate where you're yeah, gonna exactly. be, you dictate yeah. who you're gonna work with. In order for you to do that, you have got to learn all the skills that mm -hmm. have been purposely, left systematically out. Yeah. left out of your education, which is problem solving, Legal. right? <laughs> Well, I mean, I would love for our elementary school to replace mathematics with just like basic please, IRS taxes. Yes, that would be please, wonderful. I'm not please, sure if anybody's please, out please. there listening that has that political power, but that would be awesome. <laughs> but it's really about saying, listen, it's not just like, I become a freelancer and like everything's great. Okay, maybe yeah. if you are like like Jeff Bezos' future child, maybe, mm -hmm. great. But not everybody's a trust fund kid. And even those who are wealthy enough to be able to have a little bit more runway to figure yeah. these things out, mm -hmm. there's still going to be that difference of mm -hmm. either you figure out how, either you're already educated in operations or you have to be wealthy enough to have enough time to figure it out until you get there. And so yeah. what we're trying to do is bring people straight directly to mm -hmm. those solutions and say, listen, if you want to be your own boss, that mm -hmm. means you got to 
do all the things that a boss normally does. Mm -hmm. Tell you where to go, when to be, mm -hmm. how to be there, how good your work is. You've mm -hmm. got to be your own boss. That's what it means. Yep. It's mm -hmm. not some sort of like meme on some feel good Instagram <laughs> that's supposed to inspire you live, laugh, it's love style. Up it's straight operations. up like, it's you got to fucking be responsible yourself, yeah. dude. You got to take responsibility. It doesn't mean it's your fault, but it is your responsibility. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. is something that like, I think you keep illuminating was just the discrepancy of what you were learning in at Tish to what you were actually doing in the day to day. So far away from it's each other. So far away. Yeah. I mean, like it's and it's what it's. I mean, it it's why I felt like I was starting to waste my time. But at yes. the end of the day, like I think that's so powerful, Saskia. Most people like don't realize that until they're mm -hmm. out and they're like, oh, why can't I get a job? And it's like, and can you actually, do the skill? And you're like, no. I do want to give the anecdote that I'm most proud about. Proud of in like my time at Holyrood probably, I mean mm. in terms of office hours, was when Sarah Shecker came in. She had just graduated from NYU for mm. Shout out to Sarah Shecker, she's yeah. also a yeah. WJ alum. Shout out to yes. Mr. Kempner, love you man. Hope you're listening to this. <laughs> and she's an incredible photographer. Incredible. And she came in for an office hour. She hadn't shot the studio yet and- Very I competent, said, very, very well educated. And I remember she was, she was half an hour late. So I was like, Sarah, we only have half an hour. And I said, what do you want to know? And she said, I just graduated. I want to be a freelance photographer. What do I do? I'm, you know, I said, well, what gigs do you have right now? She said, you know, I'm getting paid under the table, you know, 50 bucks for headshots and stuff. And I was like, oh God. So I made a Google Doc. I said, do you know what QuickBooks is? She said, no. I said, do you send invoices to clients? She said, no. I said, do you give them a contract? She said, no. I said, do they give you a contract? She said, no. I said, oh how'd God. you get paid? She said, in cash, oh my God. under the table. <laughs> and so I went, neat. Okay, so this is what you're gonna do. And I priced out everything that yeah. she, you know, all of her services, which ran from event, event photography to headshots. headshots to portraiture, all of that. I yeah. priced it and she could not believe how high the prices were. And I then took her through QuickBooks and how to set and that up. And mind you, they're not actually that high. They're not that high. They're base entry level prices. And I always say to our members as well is that every time that you, a talented photographer. Who paid a quarter million of dollars to be educated. Exactly. Mm. Undercharge a client, you are fucking it up for the rest of us because why would they hire us at higher prices when they can get you at 20 bucks an that hour? That is a universal oil price. <clears throat> I mean, not yet, Daryl. <laughs> well, we'll leave that for another one. So, and so Sarah then, yeah. Sarah went, oh my God, I didn't know any of these things. Yeah. She stormed back into Tish, went up to her head of something or whatever oh and said, I have just spent, you know, three quarters of a million dollars like on my education and I learned more in half an hour with Saskia than I did in four years at this institution. Because they're not teaching you, right? They're teaching you what is a truly beautiful photo, which is absolutely mm -hmm. essential so right where is the balance end of where that, is the is balance like, how do i actually thrive off what, of this how, exactly how do i make money I from this beautiful photo exactly you know otherwise i'm yeah okay i'm You're, i can't work in my passion and you know something that we always say at holy ride as well is that the idea of a starving artist is ridiculous is ridiculous ridiculous is absolutely ridiculous especially in 2020 when everything is based on content visuals can we come up with a know? more original idea like we're not going to eat paint like van gogh like let's <laughs> let's drop it you know but i think that there's you know there's so much just i think universal experience in your story sauce yeah. because 100%. i don't think you're just talking about something that's pervasive for just film students at Tisch. No. And we're not pointing a finger at the people who run that organization because believe me, they're good people and they 100%. know what they're doing. And at the end of the day, there's just a gap 
between the experience of their alumni mm -hmm. and what's actually going on in school. Yeah. If everybody did what Sarah did in the middle of the education, they said, we want to learn this, we want to learn this. I do you really think those deans wouldn't do that? What? Yeah. They, what? they would. Yeah, they would. But the timing is off. And just because mm. of that slight little difference mm. that you had, mm. right, of, of being able to mm. freelance through Holy Rad, mm. it, it was life-changing, not just for you, but now for all of the mm. people that no, come your that, way. Shout out to Saskia because, <laughs> and shout out to Holy Rad because this type of content and this type of information will be, we're creating more and more online. And Saskia's Price Yourself is about to be an epic like <laughs> worksheet and class and office hour and all of those things yes you sell it girl yes because <laughs> it has like it she's created this whole thing where you have to really think through yeah real-time things but that people also, have told us Oscar. you have to believe in yourself when people say you know well why is it that women aren't doing as well you know yeah. why is it that people of color aren't mm. doing as well like obviously that is due to like systemic issues mm. but also it's an issue of confidence as well. Ooh, yep. It's very hard to be confident when you're constantly being told you're not good enough, yeah. right? And so to unlearn that societal indoctrination is a whole other conversation. As part of just being a freelancer, mm. like it's psychological, mm. yeah. you know? And that's why Chris Doe is so incredible. Because yes. that is why yeah. in our application, we have, do you experience imposter syndrome? Because that is exact. that is a huge barrier. Do you yeah. believe in yourself? Yeah. 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 So listen, you guys, we obviously could talk longer, but um, forever. forever and ever. <laughs> and we probably will. We're just we're going to break it down in a couple of 30 minute episodes mm -hmm. so we have a couple minutes left is there anything that you want to talk about in terms of now that you're here mm. right we've got five years in you're three years in where do you what dreams do you have I think for your own personal journey in this like what would you love to see happen now that you're here it's a big question it's a big question um you know I think probably the most valuable thing that I've learned is um, being able to take skills from a you know a subject that you're an expert in and applying them to a subject that you are not an mm. expert in. And you know, just recently starting to manage Kamau, mm. and I was like, I'm not in the music industry, I don't know anything. But you'd actually be surprised of surprised at how skills in a field that is completely different to the one that you're trying to enter are still relevant yeah. and will actually help you succeed. Yeah. And so you know. Um, increasing the knowledge of that in our members and making that giving them permission to recognize that they have an abundance of knowledge that they just don't know they're allowed yeah. to apply yeah. is uh, is is it's it's a great point yeah. and also we keep referencing Kamau in this episode yeah. <laughs> shout out <laughs> to, to Kamau like is um studio manager studio manager musician artist, rapper like artist artist yeah. he's incredible <laughs> but he's also the person that um designed our jingle mm -hmm. at the beginning of the episode mm -hmm. so if you like his music, please go follow him. He At is Come out with sunflowers. Come out with sunflowers, sunflowers on Instagram, mm -hmm. and you can also listen to his music under the name Mao mm -hmm. on Spotify and wherever you listen mm -hmm. to music. Incredible. Um, also, incredible. he mm -hmm. performs all over New York City, so check him yeah. out. Support local artists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So I think this is a great conversation. Um, I hope that you um, enjoyed it as well. Um, even if there's just one person out there that um, felt that this resonated, please hit us up, DM us, follow us on yeah. Twitter, you know, like let us know what you guys want to hear. Um, we'll be coming up with the next few episodes for the next season to roll out on a monthly level. At this point, we don't really know what that is. So I'm going to leave it to you, our audience, to contact us and let us know what you would like to hear about 
our organization. Um, and also just anything else you're interested yeah. in, really. Um, we're curious and we we're so and curious <laughs> in all the topics. Sometimes a little controversial. Yeah, it's all right. You know, we're going to go on this journey together. So thank you guys so much for supporting. Um, please make sure to like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And we will catch you next month. <laughs> See ya. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>